Hello and welcome to the Impact Dynamics Podcast. I'm Andy Little. And I'm Rusty. We talk about rifles and PRS. And uh, Andy is trying to deprime for us right now. We're also talking about travelling interstate. Let's do this. Come on, Andy. Yeah. Get pumped. Beer in a gin glass. That's tricky, mate. That's tricky. <laughs> Hello, Andy. Oh! Hooray! Hooray! <laughs> Hope that's enough. We need your vote. <laughs> now we've caught up to where we are on the podcast. All right, go on back. Roll the outro. <laughs> Well, All right, Andy, we're back into it. How are you, mate? Good, good. No, <laughs> what are freeze. you doing? What is all that noise happening on over there? I'm playing with a new little toy. You are, you, you certainly are. Well, speaking of which, uh, Josh is not here. No, speaking of toys. Toys. <laughs> <laughs> toy boy? <laughs> you do what you need to, man. Ooh. You do what you need to. Unrelated to that, though, yes. although related to Josh not being here, Remy, have you got a microphone? Have you? Have you? Uh, Josh probably didn't tell you to set up a microphone. Hello. Oh, there you I are. Do. Remy's joined us tonight. Remy Hello. is uh, the much better looking Josh. I am. <laughs> and, and very modest <laughs> as well. Agrees with it. Fantastic. Remy, Remy, thanks for pushing all the buttons tonight. No worries. And, uh, and getting the job done while Josh is uh, suffering from COVID yes. at present. We wish him all the best and a speedy, speedy-ish recovery. Yeah. 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 I hope he's working lots from home. I mean, about as much as he works at work, so yeah, okay. <laughs> really change much. Fair anyway, enough. that's uh, that's where Josh is tonight. So, mm. uh, Remy, you're welcome to ask questions as we go along through because I know you're interested in shooting but relatively new to uh, getting around it. Easy, so, uh, yeah. see if anything makes sense to you. Mm. Uh, Andy, you've got a whole stack. Is this what you plan? Are you that bored during podcasts that you brought in 200 rounds to D-Prime? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, while what, you're- <laughs> What else do we do when we're drinking away, talking about- You're drinking beer from a gin glass? Look, I know it's controversial, but, you know, <laughs> we've all made bad decisions in our life. <laughs> I joined, started this podcast. <laughs> and I'm on it as well. No. Yeah, okay. Good example. Good example. You know, no, I, I got this new toy and I thought I'd give it a go while we're, while we're here. Okay. So this is a hand priming D primer, yeah. and uh, you said you're having Harvey. some uh, from where? Harvey D primer. Oh, I thought you were quoting like Batman or something. Uh, <laughs> okay, Harvey um, Dent. <laughs> yeah, uh, if you've gotten dents, you've got the you're not using it right now. You said it's it's challenging. Actually, you said it was challenging to find the hole in this thing. Yes. No, all, all jokes aside. Yes, and you just nailed it like super quick. This is where I've, that little pin goes in. Yeah, you've into your flash hole. I've found that the more I'm using it, I'm getting quicker. Okay, yeah. but. Oh, Come on. <laughs> he's, he's got performance anxiety right now. Everyone's watching him. You, oh, those, got it. Those are listening. Like, yeah, okay, that's pretty good. And so what you're saying is tomorrow morning this place is just going to have primers all over the floor. I've caught at least 40% of them. <laughs> I feel super confident with so that you'll number. Be fine. Yeah, okay. Doesn't this sound good? That sounds amazing. That's great. That's an entire YouTube channel you could set up to make that noise. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Now, you oh. went shooting recently. Yeah, I let's did. put your depriming stuff away. We'll do that another time. Yeah, well, that's what all these rounds are from. Okay. So. Oh, right. So this is the link, the connection to, these uh, to shooting. These are from the latest match, which we shall not discuss. Okay. <laughs> so speaking of which, how'd you go? Well, pretty poorly. <laughs> did your voice just break? Yeah, pretty poorly. <laughs> um, okay. So tell me about it and then tell me, like, with Gladness, how badly you yeah. did. <laughs> Look forward to it. So, yeah, it was just the local half-day club match um, mm-hmm. at Monado, and I guess it was just one of those days where not a whole lot just came together. Okay. I just rushed every stage, rushed, rushed shots. Yep. Um, <laughs> didn't get comfortable in positions. Mm-hmm. I just had an off day. Yeah. Was, yeah. Okay. One, one of them, and, um, like, I, I got sixth place, which – you know, typically at out our, of five. Yeah, yeah, and then so typically 
at our club. I'm sort of up more the top end. Uh-huh. Um, Not to brag or anything. Depends on sh- who's shooting though. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're shooting, way no, down the bottom. Way down. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was just one of those off days and I thought, yeah. oh, I've just done everything wrong today. Just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, they were the main points, just rushing and not getting stable in positions. Well, stages good, like that you should have yes. been fine on them. Yep. St- stages were all pretty good. Yep. Um, you know, a fair bit of movement. Um, you know, you've got the old uh, like old rubber tyres, so car tyres, and they're unstable. Mm-hmm. And I was in some of those positions and just not taking the time to get steady. And then so I was just wobbling all over the place. And then I'm thinking of the clock and then I'm just like, right, just send it. <laughs> and then, of course, I miss. Of and course. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Very and, good. And I could go into blaming the wind. I mean, the wind was picking up <laughs> and dropping on. down. It was a. Let's move on from the wind. We yeah. need a bullshit button. That's what we need. <laughs> well, you would just anytime you talk. <laughs> but um, yeah. So it was like a, a gusty sort of day, yep. which was frustrating. Okay. But um, oh, it was good to practice in and mm-hmm. did poorly. Okay. So and go. so, how like are you able to like stop partway through and sort of refocus, or did you just just nah, I nah. just. I just kept hammering on for some reason. Mm. <laughs> so that was a half day match where you just yeah. just flunked it and and just went downhill. Yeah. If that was a PRS match, mm. right? And that was your first how many stages? Six stages? Yep. So let's say you were two stages in and you were starting out. Because there's a Monado PRS match coming up. And the same thing yes. could happen to you in the first two. I mean, I'm wishing it does. Um I mean, um <laughs> Doesn't. all the best. All the best. Uh the first two stages yep. of the day, and that happens. Mm-hmm. I know with a club match for you, you're just like, oh, well, I'm just going to kick back and enjoy and see how bad I can make it. <laughs> Whereas for a PRS match, I know yep. you're not that way inclined. So what no. what changes? What do you do differently um, at a PRS match that will bring you back on deck where you could recover from a couple of stages? Yeah, so if I have a, a few stages that I do do poorly, yep. I try and figure out, okay, what was it that made me do poorly? Was it? time was I rushing was it the incorrect um equipment was it you know my data was it my mm-hmm. wind call try and figure out what it was that was really failing for me mm-hmm. um and then work on making that better for the next one and then forget about the last stage yeah as in okay. like you know don't let oh man I wish I'd done this or I should have done that or you know you sort of have to have that mental put it aside is what it is okay this is what we're doing for this stage yeah and and sort of move on um, I find that with those bigger matches, when some people have a couple of bad stages and they find it hard to let go and move on from them. It, sure, yeah, they're it, still focused on that stage. Yeah, they're still focused yeah. on, oh, I should have done this, I should have done that. And then you see that, you know, the rest of the day they're still struggling. Um, did you, did you, is that why you struggled at the club match? Did you not let go of stuff or, um, or did you not care enough to refocus? Are you just being like sort of mentally lazy and just like, ah, whatever, I don't care anymore type Yeah, thing. I guess I was just there to sort of just have fun and just, mm. just shoot the stages, um, not take it too seriously. Or not at all seriously. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean just like I'm, I'm curious as to what like uh, can you, like could you mm. have gotten back on deck after a stage or two at mm. the club match mm. and why didn't, didn't you? That's yeah. a good question. Thanks. Yeah. Because you could apply all those same techniques <laughs> at, the, at the club match. Yeah. Is it a matter of like you don't want to take it too seriously because you really are just there to relax and enjoy yourself versus um, PRS is, yeah, you've paid me big money to be there and you're maybe not travelling so much if it's local, but if it's interstate for sure. Yeah. yeah. No, I do feel like that last club match, it's the last 
match before uh, Minato meltdown. So you should have done so a lot better. I should have done a lot better. Were you trying better. to get it all out? And maybe, yeah, possibly. <laughs> and maybe in the back of my mind I kept thinking, oh, I need to do well here and I need pressure. to. Yeah, maybe I'd put some pressure on myself to, right, I need to nail this and prepare and get ready for meltdown. Um, yep. So that maybe. Maybe a fact. Maybe I was just rushing and stuff and mm. because I had that in the back of my mind. Mm. Um, I know one of the stages I've been trying to use my timer more often yes yep keep track of the time during a stage and um oh it was a great stage it was the it was a mix up on skill stage two so okay. a tiebreaker stage yep. um so it was a bit of a, a change to it but we're going through and shooting the stage and i was missing and some and hitting some and then i was like oh, i wonder how much time i got left look at my watch beep no. about that that much <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it okay but, um okay. that yeah no, it's all learning mm. It's mm. it's crazy how quickly, what was that? I think that was 120 seconds as well, and that just went yep. real quick for that stage. Um, mm. Right, anyway. okay, very good. Well, hopefully you can uh, pull things together a little bit better for uh, mm. for the the new one. Hey, we uh, we we got a new a new bench as yes. for those who are watching can see, and we're finding while we're doing this podcast, we're finding a few little things <laughs> that are you know you're making some unusual noises with your, your microphone. Uh, your, headphone cable when you're playing with it. Give me a second. And uh, we've got a little bit of a, a wobble. But anyway, we're finding our way. Uh, what, Remy, do you like this bench? Does it look all right? It looks sexy. <laughs> it what looks about nice. the bench though? <laughs> Thank you. <Nice. laughs> no, you yeah, too. Okay. Good, thanks. <laughs> Pay rise now. <laughs> sure. Um, and so. You the, heard it. It's recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One cent's a pay rise. And, <laughs> um, and this is much smaller than the other one. So we're a little bit closer together. But uh, the other one, the, the other bench is up there against the wall blocking us uh, from getting the gin. Yeah. Uh, and probably for the better. And uh, it is uh, much bigger. This is much more workable. So. That's it. And there's some nice lines on it. It looks, yeah. looks very, very good. Yeah. I, re- I reckon these lines would make it look longer in the in the video. <laughs> is, that, is that what you do? Yeah. Okay. You know, vertical lines make you look slim. Do they? Hasn't Apparently worked, so. Hasn't worked for me. <laughs> 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 Need much more than lines. Um, good. Hey, uh, WA's getting some shooting going on. I mean, that, sorry, the WA's been doing some shooting, but WA's getting some precision rifles sort of stuff yes. kicking around, seeing more and more stuff come yes. together, which yep. is super exciting because mm. it's always been a, a challenging one to get stuff kicking off there. So yep. congratulations to multiple crews over there that are they're getting stuff up and running. Mm. Um, and I, I haven't got particular details to, to share at this stage. I want, no. I'm planning to get over there sometime this year. Yeah, okay. Um, hopefully in a couple of months be able to get over there for, for a bit of a look and a wander Very around. Good. And, Very good. Um, uh, yeah, after it was been locked down for the last three years. That's <laughs> it. Had to go now through. we can get over there. Now we yeah. can go there yep. and then probably get stuck. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I just kind of wanted to, for those who are listening, perhaps who are over there and sort of wishing something would, would kick mm. off, well, there is. So either get in touch with us or look them up. There, yep. You can find some details. But I just wanted to do a little shout-out to the WA guys who are, up and running with with various things, and there's yep. multiple, which is which is super exciting. So yep. hopefully in the next next year or so, we might be able to bring a PRS match to town and uh, and, yeah, that'd be and pretty get cool. to know our our Western brethren and and sistren. Is that the word? I don't sure. Know. Uh, get to know them uh, again after yep. many years of not seeing our friends from Perth. And yeah, such. that's it. No, it's pretty cool. I've I've seen a few videos and photos and things mm. pop up on the socials, and it's like, yeah, awesome. Like that yeah. side of the Australia is sort of. Coming up and going to mm. have a play with the big boys. 
<laughs> yeah, they're the big boys, aren't they? Serious, because yeah. they got all the all the distance to be the able space. to shoot. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's all right. And and I have been on the other side of the country uh, last week. I yes. got I I flew into Brisbane mm-hmm. the day after I couldn't have flown in. Oh, right. I managed to land that one. The 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 day I went in, they were only running one um, runway. Um, wow. And we'd like sending flights to Coolangatta, which Gold Coast, uh, and and sort of having to taxi people up and around. Yes. It was pretty serious. And then by the time I got on a plane, which was that night, uh, I managed to fly straight into Brisbane. But yeah, it was a uh, full on up there for wow. anyone who was affected by the floods. It was certainly filthy. I, I didn't. Mm. I was fortunate enough that where I was going was all okay, and I did see a bit of flood damage, yep. like just sort of driving past and stuff. But I, I had a few meetings to go to and went to uh, to some cool places. Caught up with uh, Luke from the Bearded Chap. Oh, very good. Which was uh, which is rad. Kicked his ass for not making any TikToks, and uh, he now <laughs> makes more TikToks than I do in the last week. Oh wow, really? <laughs> yep. So that worked. Yeah, um, I, I saw. I did see a hammer is pretty critical part of their process. <laughs> yeah, hammer's <laughs> very important when you're making beard oil. Yep. Um, and I caught up with uh, Adam at Three GT. Uh, cool. Caught up the guys from Vortex as well and a few a few other yep. um i'm trying to think of all the places i went it was, <laughs> it was really busy it wasn't there for very long and it was flat out um so i apologize to anyone i would have loved to catch up in in queensland but it was mm. uh, meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting mm-hmm. to the airport yeah <laughs> um so it was very brief and then down to sydney and very mm-hmm. much the same thing it was just it was back to back uh caught up with uh, with trent you know to talk prs sort of yep. stuff uh, which is exciting caught up with uh, ports from port of machine works yep. and uh, we drank some gin uh you know to nice. celebrate Nice. Traveling. The next year. This Whatever. year. Whatever. Yep. To celebrate the last gym we had. That's it. Uh, which of is course. ten minutes before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The important things in life. That's it. Uh and yeah, so lo- lots of lots of meetings, lots of catch up with uh, with some people. Mm-hmm. And um uh yeah, I think that's that was a very brief trip. But it was yeah. nice to be back traveling. I do yep. do enjoy seeing stuff and I wish we could have wish we could have done like an open pub night and just sort of had yeah. yep. whomever down. Um they, they were they always Rad times doing that. We'll get that. there. We'll get there. We'll definitely get there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, maybe one day we'll travel somewhere together. That's it. Maybe one day. <laughs> don't know. PRS match. PRS match. Monaro. That's it. Yep. <laughs> we'll see you there. <laughs> Sounds it's, rad. It's a big trip. Well, it's coming up soon. It is. It is coming up. How far out from uh, we are well, less than a month? Three weeks. Three weeks. Three, three weeks. Wow. I mean, you're right. <laughs> like, oh. Uh, is yeah, it? this weekend, the following weekend, and then it's two. Yeah, it's it's four weekends away. Yeah, three weeks away. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're, you're about right. You're about right. So it just freaked me out because um, there's a lot to be done, just in general between now and then. The match, yep. like Travis, got the match in hand, yep. pretty much, uh, pretty much ready to roll. But yep. uh, yeah, we're just it's there's the other ba- things. The background to, things. Oh no, not even that. Not even like just in the lead up to stuff because uh, the Mildura match will probably go yes. up on on sale next week. Um, oh, so cool, for the crew cool. that want to jump on board with that, so it's all it's all happening. It's all starting to you know traveling around, Fantastic. doing these things, getting back yep. into it. Yep. Uh, excited for that. Excited. Are you shooting yep. Mildura? Is that your plan? Yes. Very keen. Yep. Yes. Fantastic. Very good. Well, I've got a. Oh, actually, we've got a couple of questions this week that Ooh. have come in. Oh, from uh, from uh, this one is from Instagram. It's all so, aspects. We will answer anything. All aspects. <laughs> oh, anything. All right. We'll try to answer. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to throw you a few other questions. I got. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, they might not be good from answers. Dustin. They won't <laughs> yes, be good. They answers. won't be useful no. for sure. My question is about wild cat cartridges, and your overall opinions on wild cat. All right. I am looking to build another rifle. Another rifle. Who would have thought? That's the spirit. And I have a lot of interest in the 7 Sherman short mag. Are you familiar with that one? No. No. 
Okay. I, I, I guess they're called wildcats for a reason because they're not, people, they're common. They're not yeah. common. Yeah. I am drawn to the Sherman short due to the ability to run it in a true short action and still use a heavy projectile. Okay. Okay. The question I have for y'all is, in your opinion, is the process of reloading for Wildcat cartridges worth the results they can deliver or would you stick with cartridges that are more readily available? I'm an avid reloader and reload all of my ammo. I also enjoy the process of reloading. But if the cons outweigh the pros, then I'm open to suggestions on a good big game elk cartridge. Mm-hmm. My current gun collection consists of Savage Model 12 204 Ruger and a 23 AR for Coyotes, a custom 6mm Creedmoor for PRS style shooting with a Defiance action purchased from uh, the original Greg. Very nice. Obviously uh, owns, well, thinks he owns Defiance, or we think he owns something, something. Uh, Savage 10 uh, in 308 for cost-effective practice. Mm. Okay. What do you think? Have you played with Wildcats much? Have you... No, I haven't, I haven't played with Wildcats at all, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess for the style of shooting we're doing or I'm doing, um, I got 223, 270, 6 mil Creed and did have a 6.5 Creed. So mm-hmm. uh, for myself, I'm sticking to the more common things because I know I can get parts and components and, yep. you know, yep. reloading dies and bits and pieces just, you know, mm. almost anywhere. Um, it would be a cool sort of process to, I guess, make something new or different out of, I guess, a parent case. As in you're trimming it down, you fire, well, fire form and trimming it down, you know, you're changing stuff and then you're almost like mm. something you can work on. Um, I just think if it's for a hunting situation, you if you're going to invest all that time and money into brass, it'd be a real shame to lose it. <laughs> yeah. This is true. This is mm. true. Uh, look, I haven't delved much into wildcats. Wildcats. Mm. Wildcats. Uh, or wild cuts either. No. Um, pretty standard haircuts. No, yep. I mean, I've had a mohawk for you a have, while. I did have a mohawk. So maybe I have done some wild cuts. Anyway, what were we talking about? Cats. <laughs> Wilds. Cats. Okay, wild cats. Uh, so when you're shooting wild cats, mm. no, when, you, when you're wild cats, wild catting, uh, back, on, back on track, Andy, back on track. Um, they're interesting. Yes. They're interesting. Usually – the, your fascination, your interest in that whole process has mm. to wa- outweigh the the cons, the, the effort going That's it. because they yep. are more effort, they are more challenging to get bits and pieces for, mm. they're not so off the shelf and that sort of thing. Um, so if you find that interesting and you like that process of doing something unique and something's going to take a bit more and maybe there's some troubleshooting to do with it and yep. something left to field – I, as a general rule, and there'll be exceptions, but as a general rule, the benefits that you get from wildcatting something over another cartridge is not necessarily make or break. Yeah. Um, there are, there's somewhere in the vicinity of 60,000 different cartridges, and that's a very much a ballpark figure, but it's one that I've heard, uh, and so it's probably not true, but well, we'll just run with it. There's, 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 there's a, a lot of cartridges. There's a lot. The yep. point being there's a lot of cartridges. And so it's probably been done for before yep. in some level of something. So someone's done something similar with a one degree different yep. type, whatever it might be. Yep. Uh, that's not to say what you, you know, with a Sherman, but just choosing anything. Mm. There's, some, there's, there's valid reasons too, but those reasons need to be more than, oh, it's a slightly better or a slightly different. I mean, people have been shooting for elk for years without problems. Yes. You yep. can use a 3006 or you can use it. There's other there's other options for mm. sure. But um, the interest with Wildcats, certainly for me and for the people I know who do them, do them far more than me, is that 
challenge, that yes. interest in, in finding something very unique, very yep. unique to yourself. Uh, I had a 300, it was a, it was a uh, whisper, it was a, oh, yeah. a whisper. Um, and this was before the blackout was was known really and mm-hmm. I, I, um, I built a pump action 7615 converted to a 300 whisper. Uh, no, uh, by the end of it, they were pretty commonplace. But yep. certainly when I tried, I think I was, a guy had started making a bracket for it and we used the test, the prototype bracket okay. for that. Uh, and so it was early days, not, not, I mean, we're not breaking any records, no. you know, plenty of people had done it before us, but it was still in that very much a wildcat sort of yep. phase. Uh, and, and so it was, um, it, it was interesting. Mm. You spend a lot more money doing it. Yeah. And you don't necessarily get that better results. Yep. But that's not why you do it. You do it because it's unique and different. Yeah. I was, I was just going to say, if you're someone who really likes that sort of scientific engineering sort of, you know, problem solving sort mm. of, hey, I wonder what I can do with this and sort of push its limits and find out its capabilities, then um, sure, go for it. But on the flip side, you've got to be prepared to spend that money and that time yeah. And, yeah. and effort. And it may not be money; it may be time, depending on the cartridge yeah. you choose and stuff. So, so um, g- going through the guns that this uh, that Dustin has, mm. um, you've got your two hundred four, like your your um your Cody gun, and you've mm-hmm. got your your vomiting gun, and you've got your PRS gun, and you've got a three hundred eight just for for some mm. some fun. Um, so great, like if you're going to add on to there, there's not like a big gap in your in your collection there that you got to fulfill. Mm. So you've got an opportunity to go and go and wildcat and do something unusual. Where sure. where I see guys go. Perhaps, perhaps come unstuck with the concept and the idea mm. is they maybe they're like, oh, I'm going to get a vomiting gun, mm. right? And I've got an opportunity to go vomiting and I want to build something really left of field or whatever it is. And then they spend all their time fixing problems and, and yep. just sort of, and it actually gets in the way of them going out and shooting. Mm. Um, There's always something wrong with the rifle or the ammo and, yep. <laughs> Correct. And so that's where, Dustin, you might be an advantage because you've sort of got your bases covered. You could probably make one of those guns go and work for most things. You mm. talk about the elk there, so perhaps, perhaps you know, maybe, maybe if you had another gun to, to shoot the elk with mm. as a backup, I'm not sure in laws or whatever over there in terms of whether that 308 would be effective. It's pretty small for an elk. Usually it would go mm. something bigger, but uh, I'm certainly not an elk hunter and uh, do not take any elk hunting advice from myself. <laughs> so uh, there will be people who know that much better. But you perhaps have an opportunity there. And, of course, you know, if you are going elk hunting, you're probably not running 30 rounds no. through or 50 rounds through. You're running a couple. Yep, uh, and so, you know, and if you've got time, like, so I'm guessing you're, oh no, you're from Utah. All right. Uh, I'm currently stationed in the U.K., uh, anyway, where, wherever you are, um, chances are it's elk, there's a season. So you've got sort of time to work up to an end goal. So yes. you've got time to do that. Yeah. So it can be a fascinating process. I don't mm. think that if you put it down financially and you put it down to time, that the pros don't necessarily outweigh the cons. Mm. Um, but if you enjoy those things, then you, you can't outweigh them. Mm. They're fascinating. And I would encourage anyone to go and try it and do one. And you yep. might never do a wildcat again because you're like, yeah, it was interesting. It was fun. Like this is where I guess I'm from. Yep. Interesting. It was fun. I learned a bit. But I'm good now. I just want to shoot my guns. Yeah, for sure. Like I I, I find that there's just in my 6 mil Creedmoor or, or whatever, mm. you know, standard sort of cartridge, yep. there's enough variance oh, just, just not, in that. You're not very good. That's why. Well, <laughs> No, I mean, there's enough variance in like different powders, different yeah. projectiles, different primers, different neck thicknesses, tension. There's enough in all of that, mm. let alone 
hey, let's just fire form something <laughs> and start from scratch. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. But he yeah. touched on like running a heavier pill in a shorter action. Yep. That would, I assume, be his main cause. He wants a short action with a heavy Well, a heavy it's a, yeah, pill. it's an interesting yeah. one to be able to run a, a short action. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. what sort of, like if you're going elk hunting, what would a short action give you over a long action? If, like if that's one of the yeah, reasons I'm, to do I, it. Yeah, I, I – there probably wouldn't be any significant benefit. We'd have to ask Dustin a bit further on that mm. one. But um, I, I guess in those parameters it's not necessarily that beneficial. Mm. Um, I don't, I, yeah, I mean I can think of some very loose arguments for it, yeah. but not good ones as far as I'm concerned. Last so. a bolt throw maybe. <laughs> That's right. I wish but, smaller ammo to carry around. But these are not yeah. these are not uh, significant reasons. But um, – Perhaps you've got – it could be as simple as he has a short action already. Oh, yeah. And wants yeah. to utilise that. Yeah. That Fair enough. Makes sense. You don't want to buy another action. Cool. Mm -hmm. Make the bolt face bigger for a magnum or whatever you want to do. You can do that. Yeah. yeah. So Seems legit. Interesting question. Thank you, Dustin. Yeah. Uh, tonight is, a, is not as – We may have confused that. Quite a lot, but what was he no. talking about? I don't he know. He was shooting cats with an elk, I think. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Uh, g'day, guys. This is from Tyler. I'm currently in the market for a rimfire rifle, mostly for hunting, but would like to do some shooting at the local range as well. I'm tossing up between 22 LR and a 17 HMR, and I just can't settle a decision on one. And I'm wondering mm. if you have any information that could help me with my decision, or what would you rather and why? Cheers and love the TikToks. Oh, well, that's good. There, there we go. Watches we'll help him out because he likes the TikToks. That's yeah. it. It's all about the TikToks. <laughs> it's the only thing we do well. <laughs> Even then it's questionable. Yeah. Right. What's your thoughts on TikTok? I mean um, <laughs> 22 or 17 HMR. <laughs> same, same. Um, yeah, I've shot both. Um, I find this 17 HMR like is a very good capable little round and mm -hmm. great for like rabbits and, and the fox if it's up close or wild cat sort of thing. Yeah. Um, if you're going to try and push it out, the wind will blow it around um, definitely. And, but I feel as if I'm always going to get drawn to the 22. Okay. Interesting. There's just, um, like it will still do enough damage to like put down or, or dispose of whatever you want to. Mm -hmm. Um, but just the, the vast array of ammunition available, mm -hmm. um, and rifles available for it. True. I just find that, yeah, like why wouldn't you? If that makes sense. And, and the cost of the ammo too. Okay. Yeah. I think. I would, I would always lean towards the 22. Interesting. Mm. Because I was unsure okay. when uh, Tyler asked me this and so I asked him a question back oh, for okay. more information. So yeah. I've, uh, I've, I've, I've – Oh, here we go. Yeah, I've poisoned the well here. I've, I've, I've <laughs> let you answer and then got further information to add. So right. let me ask you this. He's already got and, 15 22s. Yeah. And, <laughs> and let me uh, see whether you change your answer or stay with it. Okay. Could be either. All right. Hi, Tyler. What uh, type of hunting will you be doing? Mostly rabbits and foxes at about 100 metres or just a bit further. Okay. 100 metres or a bit further. Yeah. Mm. And and that's the topper. That's the, the time. Yeah. So they would have to start looking at the ballistic performance of yeah. the projectile and or ammunition. Mm -hmm. um, yes. Does that does it make you rethink your answer? More makes me want to like delve deeper into – Okay, if you're going to use, you know, your high-velocity mm -hmm. 17 HMR ammo and you compare that to 22 high-velocity hollow points, yep. what's going to be more beneficial? Definitely. All right, well, I'll play my cards. Uh, I've owned both and shot 
uh, a lot with both, and particularly hunted a lot with both. Mm-hmm. Uh, I then, with that information, I, I recommended the HMR mm-hmm. because I have pretty comfortably used it out on foxes to 150. Yep. All right, not much further, but but about 150 was about mm-hmm. about the end. But I tried to keep it maybe 130 or so. But yep. The 22 um, really lacks the guts at those distances. I have yep. shot rabbits just beyond 100 meters, but yep. uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It can be done. But it's perhaps not as reliable. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. And so, and I'm sure someone's done it, and someone's done it at 300 meters, and, and it's it's great. And there's always there's always a couple of people, and then yeah, they're going to be good shooters to do it. But if that is your main purpose of use, you, you you're often seeing stuff at 100. So I, I bought a 17 HMR because we were shooting on vineyards, mm. and the vineyards were about uh, 250, 300 meters deep. Yep. And the 22 would just not get if there was a, a rabbit or a fox or something. Yep. Anywhere in that sort of middle third, mm. it was just challenging to get far. to. Correct. Yeah. And so with the HMR, you could sort of shoot from one way or shoot from the other way yep. uh, and you could you could get it. Yeah, uh, nice. don't, not both at the same time, just clarify that. Um, but you, uh, it sort of gave you options yep. uh, with that. And I certainly think that's good. And, and it sounds like for, for this gentleman that uh, he was he's hunting more than the range. Yes. Now, if it was the other so, way around – Yep. You're probably about to the go cost of ammo would be cost of ammo, but yep. also there's more 22 comps. Like you can shoot more 22 mm. comps than you you can use a HMR in, depending yes. on the competition. PRS sort of obviously that's what we're mm-hmm. yeah, bent towards. Um, so you can't generally use a 7 HMR in PRS. Mm. You might be allowed to for some matches at low key level, but they'll, they won't let you shoot some targets or whatever it might be. Yep. So yeah, that, that would be my pick is the HMR in that scenario. Yep. Probably makes more sense to me. Yeah, for sure. No, mm. I think. Yeah, I think if you're definitely stretching it out those distances. Yeah. Um, I presume at those distances, what would be affected more, the HMR or the 22 with wind? Wind is certainly going to play a role with both, mm. but your HMR is probably got a bit more distance because it's screaming out quicker. It is, isn't right? it? Right, and mm. so it doesn't have that that dropping. Uh, the the 22 is coming out quick, but it. It's got the weight that it brings it down, so it's it's a balancing act. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I certainly, I certainly think, and I'm sure that someone's using stingers and pushing them out fair way and all that sort of gear. But that's that's been my experience yeah, so far. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think that is all the questions we had right at the moment. Although you were willing to answer any questions. Yeah, yeah. So let me see if I can find a question. For they you might not answer. be good answers, but they might not be good questions. You know, that's up to you. I, I actually have a question. Remy's got a question. What's it's, going on, mate? It's kind of shooting related, okay, but not that, like kind of. That will be beneficial. No, it is, but like it won't be in depth. But okay. have there been any like movie scenes that have involved shooting mm. and you've picked up and it's been like inaccurate? All of them. All of them. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> Dude. What, what one springs to mind for you, Andy? Because I know the first one that I think of. Um, geez. I, All right, well, I'll go first. Um, <laughs> uh, American Sniper. I was thinking that one. Uh, as he winds the magnification ring, it clicks like a turret. Oh. Every time. It just gets <laughs> I've me seen that time. a few times, yep. yes. Actually, and, I saw that in a TV series I'm currently watching. Oh, yeah. And I was like, That's, was that just like <laughs> – Audio that was put in over the top, that wasn't right. <laughs> it was. <laughs> and then in the, the Netflix uh, series Shooter. Yes. Pretty sure he's shooting a 338 and there is no recall at all. <laughs> no, not 
not not even like not yeah. not like oh no nah, there's no recall mate I'm I've got a big strong shoulder yeah. can't even feel it yeah. but literally no recall yeah yeah, yeah. No, that's you can definitely pick that where they're using just like a <laughs> just ammo with your with your like flash oh, just a bit of powder no, and stuff no, it's all just after and they're just like bah, 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 bah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you mate oh uh, I can't remember what movie it was in mm-hmm. um but it was it was something ridiculous like they're looking through the the optics and they were showing what the shooter shows us uh, can see yep. through the scope. And it was just some full on absolute ridiculous reticle <laughs> that had like some sort of tracking tracing thing. Oh yeah. And I was but like, you haven't got one of those. That explains how you oh. shoot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was just like, nah. that looks a bit over the top for the, uh, the type of optic that was sitting on top, you know, it just looks <laughs> like a real cheap, simple optic. And then they show this reticle that's like, you know, Full on electrical, electric, like, I don't know. It was just a bit nuts. I was like, wow, that's overkill. Um, I, uh, I'm trying to think what it's from, uh, but I there is a movie. Uh, no, I think it's a, a Netflix series and someone's got a scope on backwards. I mean, actually, it's pretty common to be fair. Um, and they've just they've got mounted scopes on backwards. It's just <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't actually. That, I've just googled it, and there does seem to be quite a few. It's a, <laughs> it seems to be a common uh, occurrence, and it should be. <laughs> well, that's a bit of a worry, isn't it? That is uh, certainly concerning. Mm. Certainly concerning. But anyway, that's right. We should put a scope on backwards and, and shoot with it and see what happens. I'd give that a go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next, next uh, challenge video. Next <laughs> next PRS match, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Might work even better. Perfect. I'm sure. It might help you. It might help mm. you. Uh, It'll make my groups look smaller, won't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, there it you will. go. <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> so we don't shoot groups in Paris. Oh, come on. <laughs> go shoot F class and be like, my groups are tiny. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely tiny. Oh, very good. So uh, we are, however many weeks we said we are from, from the PRS match. Yep. What are you doing? Oh, geez. Yeah, I know. I'm getting serious now. What are you doing to prepare in the lead up to it? Uh, deep priming Russ. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for your useful content. I <laughs> um, suppose I should clean my rifle, but I don't yeah. know. That's sometimes a yeah. Some people do. Some people don't before a match. Do a bet on it. Yeah. Um, I won't clean it. No, we won't clean it. No chance. Um, but what, like, is there some things that you would do between now and, and the match? Few yeah. Weeks out? You've shot your last match yep. prior. Are you going to get a chance to shoot before? The Friday of the PRS, or is that going to be your next time? Yes, to shoot? I think it's the nineteenth. The nineteenth. You got a you got a club a club practice session or something? No, I've just gone up there for a plank. That's what I meant. Practice session. Yeah, practice session. Yeah, yep, that's it. Okay. Plank. plank. Same, same, same. We'll call it a practice session. Yeah. I'll be at a hundred meters. Just <laughs> is this checking. where you're like check with me the week after? I'll tell you whether it was a practice session yeah, or not. That's it. <laughs> okay. Be more of like walking around, spinning a yarn, going, "Hey, how you going?" <laughs> Good. So, what like will you be focused on that? Like that session? Like, what do you hope to achieve? Or do you just go up and just relax and send lead round range and and just be like, yeah, whatever? Well, I know at the moment and the last like club match, I tried to use my turrets as much as possible. Okay. Because I felt like um, – Is that where you went wrong you started dialing windage instead of elevation? Oh, wait, which one's windage? <laughs> <laughs> I had my scope mounted backwards. <laughs> that explains everything. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. Um, the, we had – like just, I, I tried to yeah use my turrets more often because mm-hmm. I found at previous matches I'm not really familiar with using my reticle. Sometimes, okay. sometimes I would go to hold point six. So you found your weakness and you practiced the opposite thing. Yeah, 
and I still shot poorly. <laughs> hey, Remy, but, when you get into shooting, don't listen to this guy. <laughs> I was going to get all my advice from you, Andy. <laughs> Wisdom. So, but, I, you know, there's there's that do you dial, do you hold sort of philosophy and some people find it easy or quicker to, mm-hmm. to dial and then you're just holding centre, you hold okay. on. Yep. Or do you spend the well, time? I would say they wouldn't find it quicker to dial. They oh, do find it more convenient to dial. Yeah, that's it. Sure. Yep. It's, it's one way or the other. And, like, I find that, like, I'd like to improve on using my reticle. Yeah, but you keep practising with your turrets. That's it. Hence why I didn't do it. <laughs> so I might do a little bit of dry fire and just sort of run run through some mock stages and go, right, 0.4 hold, 0.6 hold, 1.1. Can, can, you, can you do that? Can you consciously go and practice hmm. your holding and, and report back to us in a couple of weeks on how that went for I'll you. I'll try. Yeah, yeah, that would be good because, I mean, that's that's one of the, the, the key things, you know, would be good to talk about yes. is actually like, hey, here's a weakness. Hmm. So here's what I did to improve on it. Hmm. Now, it doesn't mean you're super successful with it or anything like that, but at least you can identify it and track it down yeah. and go, right, what can I do to do that? Yeah, no, definitely. And I think yeah. that's like, I think that's good doing the, um, uh, like I think a, a drill that you could do for that that mm. would be really good is to be, um, you know, you've got you got your t- targets at 200, 300, 385 and 500, being able to go like one, two, three, four. Yep. Four, four, and, and, then, and then work your way back down and just repeating that process Definitely. holding for each one yep. um, would be really simple whether you dry fire it and then live shoot it for a few rounds. Mm-hmm. And then dry, I know rounds are pretty precious at the moment. So um, being able to do both. Um, getting getting those drills, or if the uh, we we have a what's called a troop line, like a yep. number of targets stacked up, and being able to sort of go through that process, yeah, definitely quickly uh, would be would be useful. Yeah, to do it. I think um, the other bit that played played for me was with my reticle. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of holds for windage, mm-hmm. I've got 0.5 holds on my reticle. Okay, but sometimes if I needed like a 0.7 hold, say if I was holding over, yep. let's say a 1.6. And then I needed a 0.7 hold. I found my target was sort of floating out in the middle of nowhere a bit. Okay. So I just need to get used to yep. that side of things because I, I came from a, a Horace 59 okay. reticle yes. where it was the full grid. And yep. if I needed a 1.6 hold with a 0.7 wind, the, yeah. I was yeah. – <laughs> You had several dots, yeah. I had okay. a lot of dots to, to hold on but mm. it's more of that getting used to, okay, I need to float this target somewhere about here in the reticle. Okay, but, okay. Yeah, I'll yeah, give that a crack. So, Andy, I had another idea for your um, training on your holding yes. of reticle. Yeah, yeah. And then I completely forgot because you went on a tangent and um, I don't know. It was really good. That happens. It was really good. But um, here's what we'd love to do. Let's let's mm. outsource the concept. Andy needs to get better at holding for his reticle. So uh, if you are watching, listening, uh, we would love to hear what you've done to get better at holding using the reticle mm-hmm. and send through any drill ideas, any ideas uh, that Andy can put into practice on the 19th of March. Yeah. If you're at the range at Monado on the 19th of March, walk past Andy and be like, how's that holding going? Yeah. And, uh, what yeah, are you holding? Yeah, what are you holding? Not, <laughs> How are you holding? <laughs> more of a Ford man myself, but you know, whatever. <laughs> um, no, neither actually. Uh, and so give him, a, give him a hard time about it. But we'd love mm. to hear your ideas and we'll share them on the podcast and see how they went for you. Yep. I've just volunteered you to try some ideas from That's people. It. but uh, It's because I couldn't think of my amazing idea. But it was really good. Yep. It was. It would have solved all your problems. You probably would have won. Damn it. I'll pay anyway. you for it. <laughs> I, I would, I'd pay for me for it as well, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, shame. 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 Remy, you had another question you said. Let's uh, – uh, well, This is coming from a non-shooter. So. Oh, okay. Um. Right. What is the furthest distance you guys have shot? 
successfully yeah. or unsuccessfully? Let's go both. Let's go um, <laughs> successfully. Successfully. Andy? This was uh, the box to 1,000, mm. but it was 1,060-something, wasn't it? I think you're right, 1,080 or so. Hmm. There you go. I recall you coming last in that challenge too. No, second. He came second. Second. Last in the first bit. Yeah, that's, he that's caught it, up. Yeah. Always from behind. Yep. <laughs> oh, right, wait. I, I remember making that joke. <laughs> no, I'm thinking might be further on some private property once before, but it was about it was about the 1,200. Okay. About the 1,200. Because I remember going, this is a long way. I haven't <laughs> shot this far before. <laughs> Fair enough. And then I think it was a struggle to see the misses with the 6.5 at that distance. Got it. So let's let's call it 2.5K. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds all right. Well, I, I, so I I have shot uh, just over 2,000. Yep. But as these stories always go, mm. the further I get from actually having done it, the further I remember the distance. So if you ask yep. me now, I think I shot 2,250. Oh, it's only 50 metres further than me. No, you said two and a half K, so I'm well short of you. Oh. Yeah, it's 250 metres less. Millimetres, centimetres, I always get them confused. <laughs> Incorrect <laughs> measurements and correct measurements. Um, and so, but I actually, I so we, we set up a target mm. just on 2,000 metres. Yep. And then I believe we moved the target. Now, well, I'm, I have to go back and listen to a podcast from when we did it, because I'm sure I said the number then. Yeah. Uh, so let's go 2,000. Okay. And I'm, I think it was a bit further, but... Let's go 2,000. Yep. Uh, successfully on games, 1,305. And I know that. Oh, wow. I know 1,325. And I know that because to curtail these uh, rumours mm-hmm. and your memory getting terrible and you thinking that you shot further than you ever did, we used to take with us on hunting trips um, Posca pens. Oh, Posca yeah. Pen. In fact, I've still got them in the top drawer here. Yep. And – you would shoot and we had a little stencil with numbers. And so at the end of your trip, whatever your longest shot was, you would write that. If you set a new record, you would write that on the side of the gun. Oh, nice. Right. And it wasn't necessarily a, a flex or anything like that. I'm yeah. particularly sure I've got photos of it or anything, but it's more the fact that it would stop you from making up a new yeah. number. Yep. <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, how far was that? I think you remember it the wrong way. And you're like 1,532, I think. Mm. And then you look at the side of the gun, you're like, oh, wait, no, it's 1,325. Okay, all right. So it, it, yeah. the idea was to sort of keep you honest at the, yeah, the point. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty cool, knowing like, hey, that gun there, shot that. Yeah, and then and, so you had yeah. you had the, the hard ever, and then what you do is you just use the same chassis for every gun and then you were Perfect. You were fine. Yeah. <laughs> no. You just that, max out the stencil, 999. Nine, nine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was it was an interesting way and then it yeah. was it was nice when you'd go on a hunting trip and, and yeah, if you wanted to try and push it a little bit further and mm. uh, and yeah, it was uh, it was good. But it, I, I remember that number because yep. uh yeah, because it was written there and I took the time to, to write it on the gun. Um but I in terms of the target where I didn't write it down, I'm mm. sure I talked about it in the podcast, but uh, I rem- I know that it was not what I remember it to be. It was okay. less. So I'll go 2,000. Right. Uh, and it was, I'm sure it was longer than that. That's, yeah. th- does that answer your shot, your, your question? Yeah, Randy? it does, yeah. And then, and then how I'm far have we with... missed? Well, going back on the hunting, <laughs> uh, 669. Ooh, and I remember that number because I was like, Ugh. of course you'd remember yeah. sixty nine. Who's who's forgotten it? <laughs> well, clearly, <laughs> no one's forgetting that. Any any others, Remy? All right, um, last one, last one, because I'm running out of gin. What? What? Give me a second, I'll run out of gin. <laughs> it is the sexiest? I don't know if you call it chassis. I'll call it a body. No, um, him <laughs> rifle chassis Ava. or body or just what? rifle. Oh, 
You're that the, one. Yeah, that one. That one looks good. That one looks good. That's but look you good. have one in mind. I, I, sorry, I pointed. I pointed to the uh, the photo we've got next <laughs> for, to uh, the, for the, the people desk. who are. Yeah, people are watching. Um, that that one, but in rainbow, which is the, the mm. one I have. Which is I'm pointing at a KRG Whiskey Three. Mm. Um, I, I like that. I like that chassis. Uh, the C4 is quite nice from yep. KRG. Yep. Um, something about KRGs I do like the new MDT Gen Two. That looks, uh, ACC looks does promising. look good, but mm. I, I do prefer the look of the KRG. I think I think um, the Rainbow Gun's got it. The Rainbow Gun's got yeah, it. The, yeah, the GT, the Tiger. Yep. <laughs> Which is, I mean, it's an amazing, That's amazing paint job. I'll show that to someone. One of a kind. Yeah. 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 You don't, you're not going to see that. Have you seen that, Remy? I'm sure you've seen it. I have the, seen it. The Rainbow one. I have. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's, uh, it's unique. It's going to be very hard to top that. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. So. Shut right. that one down very quickly. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, wait, we said last question, didn't we? Oh, let's can sneak I, one can more. I have another one. Um, <laughs> apparently the, the, so. <laughs> I guess you press stop on the records. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the most powerful, uh, powerful rifle you've shot, or cal- I don't know how it works. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so this is an I mean. interesting, an interesting question you ask because mm. when I was working in a gun shop, people would come in <laughs> and they wanted to buy the most powerful gun I could. Man. <laughs> and, <laughs> Um, and you're like, uh, what, why? Like, what, what are you doing with it? I just want the powerful one. You're like, and they just, I, I like, I, I don't know the, the thought behind that. I guess mm. they just wanted the biggest bang and to show off to their mates and That's they got it. the most powerful one. Yep. But it's very, it's very, um, you know, guns are very nuanced. And so what could be, uh, really powerful in one essence mm. isn't very, yeah, you know, a powerful, very powerful hung, handgun yep. will probably, you know, hurt your hand to shoot it. So it hurt my hand to shoot it, let's say that. Mm. Some people will be able to handle it. Um, whereas the rifle will be way more powerful. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but, but much more comfortable to shoot. That's it. Uh, 50 BMG is the obvious, uh, the obviously one that comes to mind, which I have shot. Any yep. of you shot one of those? No, no, just, no. Uh, I think it's the th- a three weight. <laughs> Uh, 300 win, I think, is the biggest oh, really? one that I've shot. Oh, no, mm. sorry. Was it 338 down at down at Kaikai once? Oh, you shot my 338? Oh, I think it was uh, other Andrew. Andy. Okay, yep. Yeah. Someone else. Uh, and, and, yeah, the previous uh, podcast. Andrew. Long time ago. Yeah. Mm. Um, sure. I mean, there's there's lots of there's lots mm. of calibers and there's, you know, 700 nitros and all this sort of gear. And it would be very, be very, it would be more of a scientific discussion mm. to, to work out which one was most it's, powerful depending on what your qualifications are for powerful. Yeah, but, I, I guess it's like, do you want most powerful downrange, most mm. velocity? Do you mm. want the loudest mm-hmm. rifle or do you just want the heaviest, you know, <laughs> bad man looking, bad man looking, big, <laughs> you know, so big massive a, rifle? As a non shooter, mm. again, um, leave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah. the Barrett fifty cal. Yep. Yeah. So um, that 50 in my BMG? head, that's yep. like one of the most. Is it still? This is uh, quite a few years ago when yeah, I. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's not. It, it is not. Uh, yes or no? Yes or no? Yeah. This is where it, like we'd start getting to murky territory with with what would yeah. be my, most powerful. The 50, 50 cal, uh, fifty BMG is certainly a, a type of gun that could because the cartridge is a fifty BMG yeah. that they shoot mm. uh, that. Yeah, it could probably be one of the longer range mm. sort of options there. That doesn't necessarily mean it's the biggest bump into your shoulder, uh, or um, 
uh, yeah, there's 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 other contenders, other options in that in that mix. You you may have seen the videos. Uh, I think somewhere over in the Middle East where they the guys go into that room and they shoot the I think it's a five seven seven yep. Tyrannosaurus and and, it, and they all just fall over except one dude who <laughs> yep. handles it really well. Um, some dudes go through the window and all that sort of stuff. Um, five fifty Nitro Express or something like oh, that. There's, there's, all, there's, there's all, all sorts. Yeah, there's all sorts. And then yeah. there's a uh, I think uh, JD JD J did a nine hundred cow. Jeez. Um, yeah, there's there, there is many, mm. many, many options. So we'll talk about the ones we've shot. I've shot a 50. Um, I have been offered to shoot a 50 since, and I was quite happy just to let it go. It yeah. <laughs> doesn't hold a lot of interest for me. Yep. Um, One of those things, once you've done it. You've, yeah, done yeah. it. Some dudes love it. Some dudes not into it. Um, the next step up is obviously artillery. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Well, uh, if I got offered to to pull the rope on that one, I'd definitely go for it. <laughs> we'll send you to. And uh, and and on that note, let's pull the rope and go. All right. Tip your bow.